Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet Makot Per Gimel Mishnah Gimel, dedicated in memory of Sandy Malach, Sarabat Tzadik Yaakov. Our Mishnah continues the list of transgressions that uh, can result in Makot, uh, in lashes. So Bikurim is the first fruits uh, that grow on a person's tree. This is a Mishnah and Bikurim that I'm referring to, but effectively, when one has a fruit tree in the land of Israel, specifically, uh, one is to place a like a little string or thread around the the branch that is growing the first buds that turn into fruits uh, so that one knows which ones were first. Let them ripen and then bring them to Yerushalayim in a basket and there's a whole uh, procedure and ceremony. Um, but if the, uh, the Bikurim are then, uh, if one eats them before, they're not to be eaten before they have had a uh, a declaration made about them. Uh, the declaration actually is probably quite familiar because it's the backbone of the Haggadah. If you think about the Arimi Oved Avi piece, uh, that's often translated, my father, uh, an Aramean tried to destroy my father, or my father was a wandering Aramean. So the uh, that is part of the declaration that speaks about how Hashem brought us out of, you know, what happened in Egypt, that's why it's in the Seder, brought us out of Egypt and brought us to this land where we can now have these wonderful fruits and hand it over to a Kohen. But they're not to be eaten uh, by that Kohen until such time as it ha- the, the declaration has been made. So a Kohen who gets hungry and wants a snack and just grabs one out of the basket before the owner has made the proper declaration gets lashes. So there are sacrifices. Kachi uh, Kachim are uh, um, you know sacrifices that need to be, any consumption of them needs to be done inside the precincts of the Mishkan or the Beit HaMikdash, meaning the uh, the courtyard area, etc. Uh, so let's say, for example, a person brings a korban chatat, a, a sin offering, so they don't get to eat from it, but a lot of it goes on the altar, on the Mizbeach, and then a Parts, parts of it go to the Kohanim. Those Kohanim can eat it, but they have to eat it within the general Mikdash area. Then there are other sacrifices. Let's say a Korban Shlamim, a peace offering, a thank you offering. So those are to be eaten. They get eaten by the owners also. There's some that goes on the altar, them is Beach, some goes to the uh, Kohanim, and then some goes to the owner. Uh, the owner can eat them, but they have to be eaten within the walls of Jerusalem, within the precincts of Jerusalem. Um, so that's the that's sort of the next level out. Uh, so too, Maser Shani, a person uh, grows crops, and they give a portion of their crops to the Kohen, that's Truma, a portion of their crops to the Levi, that's Maser Shani, it's a tithe. Uh, and then the, Mas, the Levi takes a bit of that and gives it to the Kohen. We've seen this before a bit. But now... The next tithe, four out of seven years in the Shemitah cycle, years one, two, four, and five, uh, a person then takes the next tithe, the next 10% of the remainder, and eats it themselves inside Jerusalem. This is a system for bringing people back to Yerushalayim, having them be in the context of the Mikdash and the Sanhedrin and all that learning and all kinds of other things. Um, and you have this fund of money that was put aside to be able to you know, you have a Simcha in Yerushalayim, who knows what. Uh, but that has to all be eaten within the walls of Jerusalem, within the precincts of the city. Not the precincts of the Mikdash, but the precincts of the city. And eating it outside would give it, would make a person subject to Makot. If a person has a Korban Pesach, the, the lamb that one shechts on Erev and it becomes the uh, one of the highlights of the Seder uh, experience and meal. Well, th- there's a specific iser not to speak of prohibition, not to break bones of that. The, the Sefer Chidach explains that we're that night we are we are like kings and 
princes and princesses, etc. And it's not to us to eat like people who are trying to, you know, suck out the marrow and get every last bit. Just, just leave it. So one's not allowed to break the bones of a Korban Pesach. If it's Tahor, meaning that it's still subject to being a Korban Pesach, it hasn't become Tameh. If it becomes richly impure, then it's not it's not usable as Pesach anymore. But such a person would get Hareze Loka Arba'im. person gets 40 lashes. Aval Hamotir B'Tahor, Shover But if one simply leaves over, which is a passive activity, leaves over meat on the Korban Pesach, which you're not supposed to do, uh, but leaves it over till morning and doesn't eat it, or Shover B'Tameh, or breaks the bones of a Korban Pesach that became Tameh, so in those cases, Eno Loka Arba'im. And the first because it is uh, it's passive, the longer sugya in the Gemara, and the second one because it's no longer one has actively broken a bone, but it's no longer fit to be a korban pesach. Uh, as a result, there's no response of lashes.